Hey, I'm John. And I'm Becky. And this is the We Are For Good podcast. Nonprofits are faced with more challenges to accomplish their missions and the growing pressure to do more, raise more, and be more for the causes that improve our world. We're here to learn with you from some of the best in the industry, bringing the most innovative ideas, inspirational stories, all to create an impact uprising. So welcome to the good community. We're nonprofit professionals, philanthropists, world changers, and rabid fans who are striving to bring a little more goodness into the world. So let's get started. Hey, hey, how's Welcome. it going? Welcome, it's going great. Thanks for asking as always. Hey, you know, we bring innovators. When we say we're bringing innovators from around the globe, we mean it. Because Literally. we've got somebody from Australia today. And we, it's four o'clock in the morning, her time. This is commitment. Commitment. Like, unbelievable commitment to the industry. Robin, thank you. <laughs> so we're so blessed. We got Robin Cabral on the line with us. And she is, she's talking about something that we all need help in if you're sitting in a nonprofit today. But I want to share a little bit about her journey and she can fill in some of the dots here in a second. But she's a consultant and fundraising coach, more than 25 years of experience. She is a career coach. Um, she is really one of the thought leaders in the industry. LinkedIn even named her in 2018 as one of the top voices in philanthropy and global development. And they don't do that to wow, just everybody. So Robin's impressive. a powerhouse and we can't wait to talk to her. So here's the topic we're diving into. We're talking about year-end giving because I know it's on everybody's mind and it's not just a normal year, right? This year has been crazy. It's been pandemic. It's it's an election. There's lots of divisiveness and lots of things happening in the country. And so Robin's really going to help us cut through a lot of the noise to understand what does our strategy need to be. And so I'd love to kick it to Robin to just kind of introduce herself a little bit and we'll hop into this awesome discussion. Well, thank you for having me. It's uh, great to be on the show here. Um, you know, part of me saw this real churn in the profession and uh, saw a lot of folks who actually were questioning whether nonprofit work was or is for them. And so I, you know, I dedicated myself to two things, really. Number one was or is helping executive directors and development directors and board members really excel in their fundraising roles through coaching support. And the other is um, really this career track, look, helping fundraisers who feel as if maybe their current position or their current career is not the right one for them and or they want to get started in fundraising to help them along that path through career advancement coaching. And but yeah, that's a little a little bit about me. <laughs> I really appreciate that you kind of leaned into the coaching aspect because anytime we can come in in the industry and sort of lift up people that are new to the industry, they don't necessarily have to be young professionals, but kind of do this coaching and sharing and looking at the landscape. That's something I really appreciate as we were talking offline about you is that you really go in and you read a lot and you're keeping your finger on the pulse of the industry. So talk a little bit about your engagement giving during an election year. I mean, year in giving is its own sort of hairy beast, but during an election year, talk about like how that adds a new bend to what we're trying to do to cut through the noise of everything that's happening. You know, I wake up every morning and the first thing I do is read the blogs. You know, I read blogs to see what the trends are, what folks are saying, and I just haven't gotten a good read on it. So I decided to do a little 
you know, thinking on my own, right, an investigation into studies in, of election year giving around uh, calendar year end and uh, see if I could come up with my own prognosis. Now, I don't know whether or not this is going to unfold, but I think there are some things that we need to be paying attention to. But yeah, Blackboard did um, a study, I think it was maybe 2012, and it was used during the 2016 election. Um, what they found was donors who give to political campaigns, their giving is elevated during election years. Donors who do not give to political campaigns or political causes, their giving is slightly depressed. So their giving is about 2% down from a normal uh, year. And so when we look at um, our calendar year end and we look at a pandemic and we look at an election season, timing becomes absolutely essential. The other thing that we know of is bulk mail. If you are mailing a segment of your calendar year end, and we still, you know, mail direct mail is still king or queen, right? But if you are mailing a segment of your of your calendar year end as a bulk mail, we know that that traditionally gets delivered the last, right, in the mail stream. And so, being very cautious of the whole timing of your mail out and your, all, your overall communications of when that's going to happen. And I really appreciate that you're talking about this because, you know, there, there's, this is a really good point of just there is so much white noise right now in the world, and we need to be able to be aware of it and pivot as a result of it because it's a really good point that October the beginning of November, your messages are going to get drowned out. This is not a time to be ramping up a campaign or perhaps starting a social media something um, because it's just going to be hard to not to not get lost. So I think one uh, this is my confession time. Um, Robin will be my priest. <laughs> I mean, I feel that I am someone <laughs> who does not do a good job of of preparing for year end. And it seems to be one of these afterthoughts for a lot of shops. And so, you know, I, I, I wonder if you could talk through the timeline kind of year end giving, because I will confess that I, that I have been in a shop where I probably looked at John and said, Oh, it's November 27th. Oh (laughs) no, we better get that. We better get something written and get it out quick. And that is such a terrible tactical and transactional response because it really is and year end is, is about strategy. So can you kind of walk, Walk our listeners through what is a good timeline, particularly this year, knowing that it shouldn't start until after this election cycle. Where should they start and what should be the triggers? October is here. And if you don't have a plan for calendar year in place, year end in place, you're already missing the boat, per se, so to speak, right? I always say in a good year, you should have your plan, your plan, your calendar year end plan in place in May before you head out for the summer, because when you get back, you should be moving into execution of that plan. Because some calendar year ends actually start for some organizations, we're actually starting in October. Um, So yeah, if you don't have a plan in place, it's not too late. 
immediately work to develop your who is your audience who are you mailing to this is a year that you really have to have a crystal clear and very urgent and compelling case for support in your appeal like what is your case why do you need the money how is it going to impact folks um, why are you unique what is the need why are you positioned to uniquely meet that need and why do you need donors to give today versus next year right so that's absolutely critical and then i say you know if you have a plan a have a plan b have a plan c and then maybe a plan you know x y and z around <laughs> what could happen during election time right well, and I think the storytelling aspect becomes so important now. And if you are not someone who has embraced an authentic storytelling bent on your appeal, I mean, this is the year to do it because we cannot create a rosy picture of what is going on in our nonprofits right now because one, it will make us seem like we're completely out of touch. And two, it doesn't create a compelling need when we do that. So I do think your point is well taken in that we really do have to communicate a very clear case for support of what is life like for our nonprofit right now. We need to have that. We need to be putting in our year-end appeals, you know, what is the um, what is the state of our our, our nonprofit right now, we need testimonials of people who are impacted at our mission or within our mission right now of how this has affected them and why our services are more important than ever. I mean, I think it is a time to just be completely candid and to, and your appeal can be one of those tactics to do that. And I think it has to be a smart approach. And I do think that there's validity in not looking at year end uh, giving as a one and done direct mail piece. I mean, we need to be thinking about this in multi-channel. This, this is a letter, you know, but it's also calls to our board and so that they know what our key messages are, where we are right now, because it really is an opportunity for us to do a state of the state of what we're facing right now. And if you are a YMCA or you're another nonprofit who is um, just feeling the ill effects of that, you need to tell people very quickly and very directly what you need from them. And this is our goal. This is what we need. And here's the implication. And it doesn't have to be doomsday. You know, I, we're all sitting in this right now. It's really an incredible opportunity to give your donors a chance to rise. Like in my opinion, to be a part of, make them the heroes right now and let that pivot your 2021 strategy and ramp it up in a really great way. So I really appreciate that you said all that. So Robin, we like to ask all of our guests, it's our famous last question, what's your one good thing? And you're a coach to many, so I think, you know, what's a, p a tip or a piece of advice that people could uh, implement today? I had an assumption that fundraising was done the same way everywhere. And, you know, there are other ways of operating, there are other best practices, and to not um, become so insular in our approaches to think that our approach is the only approach. What else is out there and how are, how are other places doing things and what is best practice for them and how can I learn from that? Um, so I think that's my biggest uh, takeaway as a, as a fundraiser and also my biggest giveaway to, to fundraisers as well. 
Thank you, Robin. Uh, it's been so, so nice to just visit with you. We so appreciate your time and getting up so early to come <laughs> join us today and talk about this topic. Where can people uh, connect with you? Uh, are you um, on any social platforms and where can people connect if they wanted to learn more? Of course, of course. Facebook, you can find me at Development Consulting Solutions. I actually have a little uh, group of my own, a community of my own. It's called, uh, who knew this, right? Nonprofits survive and thrive. I started this two years ago and now everybody's, you know, using survive and thrive as a name during the pandemic. Um, LinkedIn, I actually, right. I actually have my own uh, fundraise and LinkedIn URL, vanity URL. It's the fundraising coach and consultant. Um, and people can find me at my website, which is developmentconsultingsolutions.com. And I have developmentconsultingsolutions.com.au for any uh, Australian folks out there. So yeah, Perfect. that's where you can find me. Well, we appreciate cool. you spending yeah. the time. And we appreciate you. Thank you so very much. Have a great day. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed our first mini-sode and that Robin inspired you to gear up for your in-getting. We love your tips about navigating the message during such a tricky election year. Do you know each week we share our best roundup of content, freebies, and notes for on every episode? Head on over to weareforgood.com slash hello to join our mailing list. You'll hear from us weekly with resources and tips to help you do more for your mission. And if you love what you heard today, would you stop what you're doing and hit subscribe? It really does help more people find us and join our good community. Thanks so much, friends. Our producer is Julie Conner. Hello. And our theme song is Sunrise by Remy Horsman. Go rock this week, do-gooders. Rabbit fans have always powered the We Are For Good podcast, but now Rabbit fans can get even more goodness and access by joining Good Friends. It's our listener support community for the We Are For Good podcast. Good Friends comes with perks, exclusive episodes with John and I, including The Good Brief, our new monthly cliff notes of the greatest takeaways and lessons learned from that month, and exclusive AMA episodes where we answer your burning questions and tap our community of experts. Join now or learn more at weareforgood.com backslash friends. We can't wait to see you inside. That's weareforgood.com slash friends.